and welcome to the Part-Time Wife Hello, podcast. Everyone. I'm Nicole. Welcome to the Part-Time Wife Podcast. Welcome to the Part-Time Wife Podcast. I'm Nicole, your host. Thank you for having me. Cheers. 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 Welcome Cheers. to the podcast. Monday. Your host and Today is the second round or the continuation of my interview with Darby. Um, as I mentioned before, she is one of my best friends. Um, our relationship really started in nursing school and it just became such a beautiful relationship. Um, and, you know, I learned so much from her on a daily basis. And, you know, she's just such a fun and cool person to hang out with. Uh, and, I hope that you enjoy this. This interview blew me out of the water because it was just such a fun one to talk about. And like it, she had such an interesting um, background and like how she grew up and like being raised by a single mother and like all of that. And, you know, how that in turn turned her into the person she is today is just a beautiful thing to me. Enjoy and please welcome Darby. And, you know, she, you know, even before Clark, my mom literally would sit me down. This is the wildest show when I think about it. She would, when she had boyfriends, mm-hmm. if she would date people, she didn't, like, bring a lot of people around. But if she felt comfortable enough, she would, you know, introduce them to me. Yeah. And she would tell me, she'd be like, if anyone, any of my friends ever make you feel uncomfortable or touch you or hug you in a way that you don't like, you tell me immediately. Because she had had bad experiences from her parents' friends. Yes. Right? So, yes. and I remember just being like, okay. You're like, and I have no idea what that means. And it never happened. But I think these dudes probably knew that my mom would fucking kill them. Yeah. If, Things like, were being chopped off. Right. Immediately. Because there were definitely people that, like, were not the most savory characters. You know? Yeah. But, but you like, never felt. I never, luckily, like, had anything like that happen. Which is good. And I think it's mostly circumstantial but yeah. also because mom was very she set a standard that stuff and she set a standard which yeah. is good and i think that's important to let your children know again i've seen so many videos on tiktok instagram and all of that stuff of like a dad like playing out scenarios with his teenage girls of yeah. like yeah hey so-and-so, uh, like, Uncle Jerry's coming over, yes, go that. change. Yep. And she was like, why do I have to change? Yep. Like, he makes me uncomfortable. He's like, just go change. And then he turns, he was like, if your children have to change their clothing for someone to come over or they feel uncomfortable, that person shouldn't be in your life. Yep. And that needs to be the rule everywhere. Everywhere, yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. Like, Kids, especially young children, they know. Yeah. They know when something's not right. And if they feel uncomfortable, obviously something's up. Yeah. And you have to just believe them. Yeah. No matter who it is, if it's a family member or anybody. Well, that's the thing is I think that we don't listen to children no, enough. We not don't at all. believe them. We're not a child positive society. We, we don't we don't support mothers. We nope. don't, we support one type of family, mm-hmm. right? If you can have a parent that stays in home, at home and have one breadwinner and have someone take care of your 2.5 kids. Like, that's cool. But, like... 2.5. I like that it's 2.5. Well, that's how it was the nuclear yeah, yeah. family for so long, you know? Oh, is that... It was I like was going to ask if it was called the nuclear family. That's where it came from. It was, like, the average. So that's where, 
but that's where that whole thing. I can't imagine having two point five children. Right, that would be really weird. Well, I mean, obviously what one's probably one's probably in the belly still. I'm just yeah. saying that, like they're half yeah, baked, half baked. Yeah, just a half baked, baby. just a half baked baby. Like that's how I feel it would be. But yeah. I couldn't even imagine having like one child right now. Right, like Same. no, thank you. Same. But like I do think about these things. I was like, how am I as a parent going to protect my child from the terrors in the world. Yeah. But I mean, bravo to your mother for doing it. Yeah. By herself. Yeah. I mean, I asked her one time, like I remember when I was, I was doing my yoga teacher training and I was finishing my bachelor's Mm -hmm. because I put my bachelor's on hold because like I didn't know how to cope with real life. So I kept like withdrawing from classes and not finishing classes once. Which bachelor's? My first one. Okay. Um, I was like, this one, what? Yeah, no, but I, t- like, when I was, for, I would just, like, be working too much, and I just didn't, yeah. so I would just, like, withdraw from a class, or just, like, not sign up the next semester, because I just didn't totally know understand. how to balance, right? Yeah. So, again, like, another trauma response or whatever, yeah. and once I, um, oh my gosh, what was I talking about? You talked to your mom? Oh, when I called her, so... I had, like, enrolled in the yoga teacher training, and it made me want to, like, finish my bachelor's because I only had, like, a semester left. Yeah. It was ridiculous. And um, I did it, and I did that, and I, wor- I worked at two restaurants. So I worked two jobs. That's a lot. And I did my yoga TT, and then I was in school full-time. Mm-hmm. And I asked my mom, which is, like, pretty similar to what she had, was doing. Yeah. And while she was raising a child alone. Yeah. And, like, I really can't stand it when – People who co-parent say that they're single parents, and I'm sorry if I'm offending any, like... No, I kind of... I understand that. But you have support in a way. But literally a single parent. Like, she had yes. nobody else, and we did not have family members that and helped it, either. Yeah, and you didn't. That's right. I remember you telling me that. Because yeah. we talked about it, about, you know, you guys potentially starting a family and stuff, and then, like, us starting a family, and, like, you know, you thankfully have... A unit, a, yeah, a group friends, of people, friends, family yeah. that would help and stuff. And you're like, my mom did it with no help. And I was like, Mm-mm, I can't do that. But you see how that affects her now, right? So like yeah. she worked herself to the bone. Yeah. She didn't cultivate any friendships. Correct. She didn't cultivate any relationships. Mm-hmm. And now she's in a place where she's pretty pissed off about yeah. how her life turned out. I mean, she's thankful for what she has agreed but I can see that in her and it's and you know we get in these conversations where she's like my my mom's not pushy about like my life decisions um she still will get on like a tangent where she kind of pushes me she's like well you guys should still you should just buy and I'm like it's not a buyer's market it's not whatever but But I I get it you know I'm like I don't want to have a be drowning in a mortgage and I can't enjoy myself mm-hmm. because I see what it's done to her. But she went to school. She paid off all of her debt. She bought her own house. Like, she did all of those things, and that's really wonderful. But she didn't have any fun. Yeah. She had no fun. And that's – I think, And all she has to show for it is me. And that's too much pressure on That's a, a lot of pressure to put on one person. Yeah. One amazing person. Very she did sweet. a really great job raising you. Very sweet. Making you who you are. But – it is a lot of pressure. And, like, that's the one thing that I, in the beginning, had said. I was like, that's something that I'm very envious of you about because you did have the fun. Yeah. I didn't. And I tell Dylan this all the time. I was like, I never had the college experience. 
I never got to be part of a sorority and like do those things and like have those free years. Mm -hmm. I bought a house. Granted, yeah. yes, best decision I've ever fucking made because yeah. now look at me like the the equity I have on this house because of the fucking market it is. Right. Amazing. Cool. Whatever. I have a roof over my head. I'm very blessed in that way. But I also look back and I'm like, but I could have done those parties. I could have gone out more. I could have done. But again, could have, would have, should have. Right. Hindsight. Yeah. Because yeah. now I'm like, I have a very secure living situation. Now my money that I get, that's extra because I do have a master's degree. I'm not getting paid enough for it. But I have a master's degree and like I'm well educated. I have a good job. Like now I can put that money back into me mm -hmm. and travel. And that's another reason why I don't want to have kids yet. Right. I'm like, this is my fun time. Absolutely. This is my fun time. And that, a lot of people take that track. And I feel like it's it makes a lot more sense because you don't have – there's like a level of fear that I mm -hmm. have all the time, you know, being – in my 40s and we don't own a house I mean I don't know if that's just like something that I it's almost like a like a propaganda fear maybe like I think that, it is like we're just kind of conditioned to think that we're supposed to hit these milestones or whatever but I do worry I do worry about you know not having social security oh we're definitely like not we're not have gonna that. have that you know by not the time we bit. retire like you know probably not contributing to my 401k as much as I should have when I was younger you know, things like that. Yeah. And and I think that you can still have that same amount of fun now. Yeah. We literally have more fun. Like when us girls so get together, fun. we have so much fun. just as much fun. Book club. If not, yeah. Like, yeah. A lot. Book. I know so book club sounds really boring. It is not. Sure polls come out. Yes. People pull backs out. I, we have a great time. Me. And it's. And that's how I feel now. Like, obviously, there are certain things that I wish I would have done when I was younger. But now I'm like, I can actually do it in a way that I would genuinely like to do it. Yeah. Where it's with like people that you want to do it with people that I want to do it with sketchy ass people. In a yeah. Club when you're 23. Ugh, I hate yeah. sketchy people. I'm like, that's why I'm not friends with most of them. Right. Um, I was gonna say, I actually remember, I think it was like two years ago. Um, it was like a YouTube video or something of someone that was in finance very popular in finance of like buying a home is actually not something you should be doing yeah. at this time in your life right. um because it's just it, it's just a money suck like you you literally have to do everything yourself um and the amount of like i don't have a rainy day fund right now yeah my rainy day funds name is dylan right and right. i pray he has the money to yeah, fix mine it is a credit like, card. like yeah. my ac broke what right i right. don't know how to, what to do thank god dylan was in signal where he could be able to contact our ac company because it should be under warranty mm -hmm. wasn't apparently and he had to get another company to come out and fix it so it's like there are things that happen where i'm like i was not made to own a home i just stumbled my way through it for the last going on almost 10 years yeah but nicole you're also the kind of person that like if you didn't have dylan you would figure it out oh 100 percent. i'll yeah. find someone i'll find mo from down the street to fix something yeah i don't know why i named him mo i, I think that's i that's feel fair. like it's fair i like mo He's i like mo he yeah. seems like he would be yeah it's like that old guy that drinks coffee on the porch and you're yeah. like hey got some alcohol i got some whiskey for you right. if you can come Do fix you this know anything about AC? yeah yeah for sure um but i understand the not the frustration but in sense the frustration of like being at a place in your life where you're not where you think you're supposed to be yeah because yeah. i feel that way with kids yeah and not to throw that at you because i know you feel that way as well yeah. but yeah. 
I do feel that way just because of what society thinks I'm supposed to be doing. Right. And I really love pushing back on society. I'm like, fuck you. Not having kids anytime soon. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) I told Dylan, I was like, we'll have a discussion in a couple years. Yeah. And he was like, okay. And you've got time, you know. We do. And and in the scheme of things, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. I get French bulldogs, like more of them. Yeah. That's what I was promised in our wedding vows that no one heard. high maintenance enough. Can I tell you? Yeah. One has to have an allergy shot every 45 days. Um, this is what I'm saying. Thank God I'm a nurse and I don't have to take her to the vet to do it. Yeah. Just do it. Ugh. But okay, anyways, back to you. Yeah. We're still on your life story. Yeah. So. So college, you were finishing. Well. You called your mom, right? Well, I guess what, what I was, what I was trying to say is, right. So I was like super busy. And I ended up asking her, I said, how did you do this and raise a child? And she goes, honey, I don't remember. Like, it was like a fever dream. Like, she just, like, was, Pushed like, through. She just, like, doesn't recall. It's, like, oh she's gosh. so traumatized by it that she just, like, doesn't remember what happened, you know? And it's so admirable. And this is, like, the kind of, like you know, great, like, bootstrap kind of story. Yeah. But, like, what was her quality of life? You know what I mean? And, like, for me, so, like, when I was in kindergarten, I tested into this gifted program. Mm -hmm. And I was the first kindergartner. It was supposed to start in the first grade. It was, like, first through fifth. Mm -hmm. Fifth. It was, like, gifted and talented, whatever. I love that you're gifted and talented. Uh, But I really am not. I don't know how You are. You are highly intelligent. Not so much, but that's very sweet. I she just is. Don't let her really lie to you. I'm a good test taker is what I learned about myself. Same. So I tested into this program. I was the first kindergartner to test into the gifted and talented program. And so I had to be – they didn't have a kindergarten class, so I had to be in the first grade class. I remember going and being like, I don't know why I'm here. I don't understand anything. Mm-hmm. I feel like – I know now a lot of it probably had to do with the fact that learning about my hearing struggles Mm. now, I think that that probably had a lot to do with it and probably had a lot to do with my struggles throughout like my whole education. Mm -hmm. But so they kept me in there until third grade. I don't know. I I hated it. It stressed me out. I was like, I don't belong here. Mom in third help grade me. to feel that way? Yeah. From kindergarten to third grade. So I spent half of my day at the school with a bunch of other, like, super smart kids that were, mm-hmm. like, in it. They were, like, in it. And I was, like, I, I was always, like, really lost. And I was, like, why do you guys keep bringing me here? You're, like, like why do you do this to me? Yeah. And, but I kept testing in. And, be, and I literally You are had a really te- good test taker. Yeah, apparently. Because I was so confused in the class. <laughs> And I, I had to tell, and my, my poor mom was always like, honey, I don't, she didn't have time to help me with my homework. No, because she's doing her she own. She was just so busy. Yeah. And I literally had to ask her because I was like leaving there crying. By the time I was in third grade, I was like, why am I doing this? In this place? Yeah. And I asked her, I said, can you please take me out? I don't want to go anymore. And so she did. And she was really sad about it. She was really proud. Yeah. You know, and, um. I, I did okay in school, but anytime I asked her for help with school, it was a very stressful situation. She would get very upset because she didn't, if I didn't understand immediately, it was not fun. Yeah. Um, and it, I'd never learned how to study 
because I was just like told, like you're just kind of like told that you're smart and you don't know why. But yeah. then I knew that I didn't know what was going on, but yeah. I didn't know how to ask for help. And I would literally do this. I did. I went up and down constantly throughout school where I would have semesters where I would do really well mm-hmm. and I would have semesters where I would do really bad. And my mom was always like, well, you have to go to college. She was the first person in her family to go to college. Okay. And she was chastised for it, which is weird. Which is insane. So her family was very – they were intelligent people, but they were very anti-intellectual, which is, like, it's a very strange thing. They're very, like – Were they more into you going to the military situation? Well, her dad – right. Her father was Navy. Like, everybody, like, really valued that and, like, industrial skills. Okay. So, like, a technical school would have been much better. My Aunt Sheila, who was my mom's oldest sister and her best friend, um, she was was a farmer, and they were really good at that, and, like, they were amazing, Mm -hmm. and they teased Lisa about being an artist and a person that went to college, and, um, you know, so, so anyhow, so academically, that was a struggle for me, so... And then my mom got really sick when I was in high school. So I remember that. my junior year kind of got ruined because she was very ill. And so I wasn't able to, like, apply really. I just didn't yeah. think that I could because she was so sick. So um, even though she just kept telling me, you need to apply to colleges, I was like, I don't know how to do that. And I didn't have anyone else help me. My stepdad was not available and didn't care. And she was incapacitated yeah I remember and she wanted to help me and like but I just I didn't have that drive like my trauma response was to detach and smoke pot and listen to music totally support them and so I wasn't one of those kids that like overcame all this shit and just like you know let's do it became an A student like against all odds yeah I just couldn't I was only an A student when things were okay at home. Which makes sense. And most of the time they weren't. So it was like, it was it was hard. You yeah. Know? And so I went to community college my first two years okay. out, of, out of high school. And then I transferred to um, Old Dominion. I went to Old Dominion for a year. And then I went to VCU for a year. What's VCU? VCU is a college in Richmond. It's a liberal arts college in Richmond. Okay. And... I had followed a boyfriend there, and then we broke up, so I went back to Norfolk, even though I had made a really great life in Richmond, and then ended up, like, graduating and finishing at ODU. Okay. ODU? So, yeah. hmm? What's ODU? Old, Old Dominion University, which is the, the university in Norfolk. Okay. Which is where my husband went, also. Not surprised by that. Mm-hmm. Those are just meant to be together. Yeah. So, growing up and dealing with all of that which is a lot for one person to take on i mean obviously your views on relationships in general has changed because of that do you know how yeah um you know having well first of all like having at a young age having my mom advocate for me when she was like when she had boyfriends and Mm -hmm. was bringing people over that was a huge message and then when she was with clark he was the first man that I ever saw that who just adored my mom. Yeah. He loved her. I would, if I got sassy with mom, he was like, you better watch your mouth. 
He was Good. the first man that ever stood up to me. Yeah. With her. I was always very, like, protective of my mom, even on Well, dates. yeah. And he very much was just a quintessential dad. Like, he was he was just very kind. He was fun. He was he was awesome. And and again, I think I wouldn't have even cared how he treated me. It was because he was so supportive of my mom. And he he thought she was like the jam. Like he was so proud of her. I love that. Yeah. And it was great. It's such a beautiful thing to see someone just be in all of someone else. Yeah. And love them for them. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, was especially as a child. Yes, absolutely. And especially because I always had a very good sense of how hard my mom worked. I was always really proud of my mom. I never was one of those kids that was like an only child that like really wanted her to like really wanted a dad. I didn't, I didn't really care. Yeah. I was like, my mom's so cool. She does it on her own, you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, and then what happened with him was like very heartbreaking and we ended up, we left in the middle of the night. My grandparents, my mom's parents were only, they were running this apartment complex called Lennox Gardens. And By the way, I know <laughs> most of you can't see her eyes, but if you want to see it, you can go on Patreon and subscribe because all the videos yeah. will be there. Doesn't seem like a great place. Yeah, it wasn't. I mean, it was fine. It wasn't like it was it like didn't, squalor. It didn't or anything. seem like a happy memory. How about yeah, that? Yeah. So my grandparents were running it, and they had, they lived there, and then they had this one unit that they were using as storage. And it was a two-bedroom unit, and they let us um, stay there. Mm -hmm. And they charged my mom full rent for two bedrooms, and they had their shit in in the entire bedroom. They sound We had one mattress on the ground in the the bedroom because mom left Clark, so... She had nothing. We didn't have any furniture or anything. Um, And they continued to... This is how... This is the kind of person my Nana was. Yeah, so I just can't. Like yeah, that. that and so mom tried her best. We got out of there pretty fast. I think we were only there for maybe like four or six months or something. Yeah, that's quick. But they refused. Good. It was like all their Christmas decorations and stuff, and like they refused to move it and continued to charge her full price. And um, it would have cost them more to evict you. Like yeah. I would have just been like, I'm not paying. Yeah, yeah. Try to evict me. She should have done it. Right. So then we moved into Colonial Place. But that's me. Place. I'm spiteful. Yeah. An apartment in Colonial Place. We loved that. Um, and then she started dating my stepdad. Mm-hmm. And he was actually an old friend from college. Okay. So he was an artist as well. And um, I knew him. He used to actually babysit me when I was a kid. What? We went camping with him. We always had a lot of fun with Jack. He was actually always really cool. Okay. Um, at, at that time in his life in that capacity. Gotcha. And um, he had, since they had split, I guess they, like, dated for a little while. Mm-hmm. And then, like, he was, like, kind of dating other people. And mom was like, I'm not trying that hard. Like, I'm not. I got, yeah, you're I'm like, busy. I'm good. Like, I got things going on. Yeah. She's like, I'm. Her name's Darby. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so mom just, like, couldn't, like, play games or whatever. Yeah. And so. They reconnected. He had since become an attorney. Okay, that's where I got very confused when you're like, yeah, he was an, he was artist. an artist. I was like, I yeah. thought he was an attorney. Yeah. I'm very confused. Yeah. 
So he was a, a really remarkable, like, profoundly smart person. Okay. And he, which is sometimes dangerous. It is. And um, he was, did you get another shot? Yeah. Um, (laughs) so he basically decided like, and his art's really brilliant. Mm -hmm. The next time you're at my house, I'll show, I have one of his pieces up. I've probably pointed it out to you. Probably. But it's great. And it It was at the wedding, I'm sure. Right? right, Of course. (laughs) You met it before. You met it. You met it before. Yeah. So, um, he had become, he went to, this is what he did. He was like. I want to make money. I'm not making money as an artist. I'm going to go apply to William and Mary College of Law and graduate second in my class and just become a city attorney. It's like that's just like easy. So okay, just like a walk in the park. He's bro. just like that person. Like he would like. I'm going to learn Russian. Like it was just like. Oh my god, that's so. So mom put him on a pedestal because of, course, of all of these. Things, of course. Right. However, when she reconnected with him, he was literally living in the basement of his father's house. That's classy. And had at, at a what age? very close relationship. I guess they were in their 30s or something. I was like 11. And yeah. Your ages are very close together. Yeah. So when did she... But wait, when was she dating Clark? I was about five, okay. five to nine. But your dad was still in your life then. That's where kind I get of. Well, he would only come for birthdays. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And then at 10, she was like, yes or no. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just trying to keep, trying to make a little timeline I over know. here. It's hard. It's a, a lot of it's kind of gray, but. You're yeah. like, there were ages in there. It. Yeah. Good. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. Um, so, yeah. I mean, he was, he was grown enough that he should not be living there. Especially His, during that time. Like, yeah. now I understand the housing market is crazy. It's different. You do what you got to do, boo. Yeah. This is like booming. This is the yeah, 90s. Yeah, he's also Everybody an attorney. And he's an attorney. His father is a judge. Was. Oh. I'm sure he's dead now. R.I.P. Charles. I always like Charles. But um, R.I.P. Charles. Yeah. I also kind of like that name. I don't know why. But his father, so his, his father was a circuit court judge who. Mm. I want to be a judge so bad. Left Jack's mother for his secretary, Jan, who he married. Way to be a cliche. Lived in this house. Oh, it gets better. Lived in this house, this massive house, beautiful old historic house, like in like the historic Ghent area, like that, you know, cute little neighborhood that I was talking about. And all they had, Jan came with three or three kids Mm -hmm. and then they had one daughter together. And Jack had a sister, Lori, mm-hmm. who lived with his mom, mm-hmm. and her daughter, Amy, lived with their mom. Okay. Wait. And then they also... Jan is the secretary. Jan is the secretary. Okay, perfect. I just want to make sure. left Jack's mom for. What's his ex-wife's name? Ellen. Okay. So... I swear you said, like, Jan and, like, Janet or something. And oh, I was that like, would be crazy. that is too much for my brain. Yeah. I mean, this is, I'm really exposing everybody here, but whatever. Whatever. Some of them might be not alive anymore. Yeah, probably not. R.I.P. everybody. I know. So, when we become famous, lived with, right, his mom lived with her mom and then his sister. Yeah. Her daughter, Ellen's daughter. So, three generations. Four generations. Well, no. Three. Grandma, Ellen, Lori, and her daughter, Amy. So, four. Four. Mm hmm. 
in in that house and then in his in his dad's house was his wife who he cheated on his other wife with her three children wait they're all in the same house they all live in the same massive house they converted everything to apartments so everyone lived in a different level and basically had these like mini apartments the youngest joy who was a was their daughter together was like i always thought she was really cool but she's a fucking bitch like she was she's definitely still alive very (laughs) 90s and you can fuck off joy i never liked you anyway if you're watching this but she, uh, please pay and support us. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> she was like the quintessential like 90s like cool kid. She's like she was very too. awesome. And she was, I can't remember where she was living. She would like come home for the holidays or whatever. But I was like in middle school. She was never nice to me. She was no, always just like she very sounds like a bitch. Up and, yeah. Her name's Joy. But she was like, she's meant she to be. She was a like bitch. in like her college years or whatever. She always had creepy ass boyfriends and like that. This whole living situation reminds me of the royal family. It's. So it kind of Kensington, it's, like it's all apartments, it's like bananas. Yeah. And they were all really like most of them are very sweet to me, but like most. Of, like, but fuck you, Joy. All of <laughs> all of their children, though, all of Jan's children had J names. No. Yeah. Mm-mm. That's also that's another layer, too. She did have one. Son, Although David. I'm going to be that one that's going to have the same letter name for my kids if I have two. Right. And Jan was always actually really nice to me. So like Jan. Thank you. Love you. She was actually the always best. really sweet to me. But it was just like super dysfunctional. Yeah. I'm like, did I... you guys live in that house? No, we did not. Okay. No, so mom. The way that you said that. No. And I would have eyes... never, I would have like been a homeless. I would have ran away. You would have been like, mom, I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. This like, is the moment. I already had to tell her. Like I, I told my poor mother that, she, that Jack would not be a good husband. And, and she, she married she did him. not listen. Well. That's a very mom thing to do, not listen. She was just like, you know, and she really just thought that she was providing me with a good life, you know? Hold on one second. Yeah. Back to you. So, that video, I can't, sorry. Um, But yeah. So, so you told your mom and he, she still. Yeah. So, it, it was just like a situation. And again, Jack was always really cool to me, but I remember like going to his mom's house and his dad's house. And the family was always very friendly to me. But even as a child, I was like, this just seems like a super weird dynamic. And It feels I, weird as an outsider. Yeah. And I felt like even at 11 years old, I was like, you know, mom was so independent and did everything on my own. And here's these like weird people that like live in this commune that can like barely function on their own. I'm just like, this is not but like, also, our people. If we want to do that, that's okay. Well, that's different because we all live individually. Yeah, no, prior. we would have like, yeah, we would have like little houses on a big plot of land. Yeah, sure. With like golf carts and yeah. stuff that we would drive to each other. Yes, that's, that's different. The same house, absolutely not. Yeah, no. Love you guys, but no. Yeah, it was weird. I don't need to hear things. No, 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 no. no Even though. Wants- I feel like Tiffany that. and Matt do, but not going to happen. I, yeah. I, I, I love like them. I they think that they do, but they don't. I think that, yes. I think that is definitely the case. I think they're just like, because it's just always been them. So they're just like, they're like, they're yes, so let's curious do this. And excited. And I'm but like, I feel like they'll probably be like, oh, we didn't really want, we didn't We don't want this at all. Yeah. We take it back. Yeah. Everyone go to your rooms. I retract. Yeah. Um, Oh my god, that's so crazy that they lived in like an apartment situation, but in one house. Yeah, it was very strange. 
so clear. Like, again, they were so nice and whatever, but. Except Joy. Long, yeah, except Joy, fuck you. Long story short. <laughs> yes. I'm also cussing a lot on this. Is that okay? Oh, 100%, because it's definitely going to say explicit really? on every episode. I curse okay. a lot. It's a pro. I, I just, okay. there's no way that I can't Same. not. Okay. I'm a, I'm a sailor's wife. I thought about asking you first, and then I was like, I Absolutely feel like she not. would tell me if that was hundred percent, I would tell you. Okay. Perfect. This is not a clean podcast. Your children should not be listening. Yeah, for sure. Close their ears. Yes. And their eyes if you're Ear watching marks. on Patreon. Yeah. I mean, you can. You did watch me, like, grab my boob. But yeah. That's all right. Whatever. Um, I love that this is where we came from when I asked you how this impacted your relationships. Or your views on relationships. So, yeah. So, as you can, as you've heard, I've witnessed a lot of weird stuff relationship dynamics. And I guess that's really what I was getting after. Yeah. Is seeing what are good and not good qualities in a partner. Yes. Because you had, because you pretty much went from Clark, who was amazing, mm-hmm. to this other guy that I don't remember his name. That's how much I don't care about him. Yeah. Jack. So sorry, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> um, Clark just sounds amazing. So I don't yeah. know. Like, it's just such a. And then my dad and like the background. Yeah. Like just and, like, back there. Yeah. And like, you know, he. Again, he probably did the best he could with what he yeah. felt was right for him. Yeah. Which I kind of respect in a way of, like, being like, yeah, I'm just Same. not that person. Yeah. I mean. I don't, I really don't blame him for that because I, like, I'm that kind of woman also. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, my God. I do not think I'm, I don't think I'm going to be ma- as maternal as I want to be. Right. If I ever have kids. Yeah. Like, I love my dogs, but I just recently got to the place where I'm more patient with them. Right. And I'm like, ooh, that baby's got a long time. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, That's a concern for me, too. It's just, like, having patience. I feel like you have a lot more patience than you think you do. I do, but when it's it's done, it's not pretty. And that's what I worry about. Because I, I have, like, a temper that I... That, like, I don't, I'm not really proud of. So, like, I don't, I, it would be better for me to, like, be consistently, like, setting boundaries until being like, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. No, it's not fine. You know yes. what I mean? Like, yes. So. I'm a boundary setter. not so. right. Exactly. You and can't set a boundary with a baby, though. Right. So that's, you that's you're true. like, listen up, fucker. Yeah. <laughs> They're not rational beings. <laughs> They're not. And it's really fucked up. They need to be. They need to upgrade. I know. Dude, why did humans like the what? gestation and the raising? Also, having to like hold Dylan's giant baby in my body and then push it out. Yeah. No fucking thank you. That's a lot. He is a literal giant. It's like a Great Dane and a Dachshund. Like if they had a baby. Well, I thought you go to Dotson for me. Like, am I a wiener dog? Or maybe you're Frenchie. I feel like I'm a more you're a Frenchie. Frenchie. I like to nap and fuck some shit up for yeah. like 30 minutes a day. He's, he's like a Great Pyrenees or something. <gasps> oh, those are beautiful dogs. They are. They're lovely dogs. They're lovely. I do love that. I'm going to let him know that you said that. He's Actually, like he's going to listen. Dog. And if he's not listening, I'm going to ask him about this moment. Yeah. In the podcast. And you can like, I'm like so, check and see. I'm like, so what dog did um yeah. did Darby say that you were like? Yeah. He's gonna be like, what? I'm like, so you don't listen to the podcast? Cool. Way to support your wife. I feel like 
this would be painful for him to listen to. It's like, oh, I gotta listen to Darby's like no, definitely dad not. Issues. No, first of all, don't have dad issues. Well, you you have know what I mean? Stepdad issues? Not really. Like, right, and it's such a cliche. And again, I I really hate that phrase, but it's like for lack of a better term. Agreed, a hundred percent. But you know what we can do? We can move on to a more happier yeah, light. For sure. Although I do love learning so much about you and your background. Like I knew most of it and like the people and the relationships yeah. that, you know, your mom had and stuff. And like, I, I forgot Clark's name, but right. now I know it. I'm going to use it forever. Um, but it's, well, and it's very defining, which is like, it why, is. like I'm okay. Like talking about it. And like when it ended up happening with Clark, like just to round that out as far as, and what it taught me with relationships or not Clark with Jack is my mom ended up getting sick. She was diagnosed with hep C. Mm-hmm. Um, we still don't know how she got it. We think she maybe got it in from a blood transfusion when I was born. I remember that. mom has never been, like, a partier. Yeah. Never used IV drugs, no tattoos, nothing like that. Um, and they, at the time, gave her six months to live. She was diagnosed in 1992. I remember that. She did really, really well. And up until there was an experimental drug in 96, 97, interferon, it's like a hormonal therapy. Mm-hmm. And because it was experimental, she was ex- excessively overdosed. Yep. Um, he was not helpful. Uh, she was, she couldn't walk. She had fits of rage. She didn't have control of like, you know, her bowels. Like she Anything. was, yeah. she was very, very sick. Yeah. And I was having to drive myself to school. I was having to take care of her. He was gone pretty much all the time. There were no groceries in the house. It was just, he was just not a person that you could had take to become an adult person. very quickly. Yeah. And he, he was fine in the marriage when mom was taking care of everything. Of course. But he was also, um, very, uh, he was just a dick, really. Yeah. Like, I mean, he fucking sounds like it. He was cool. He's cool until, like, things don't go his way. He was one of those. Yeah, he people. sounds like that. I mean, given the circumstances around his family, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. That tracks, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. And what ended up eventually happening, which is, like, pretty – it was something that my mom, our relationship didn't really recover from and maybe still hasn't, but – she, because of the psychiatric effects of the medicine, mm-hmm. we had been going to this horrible psych- psychiatrist that I didn't like from the jump because she was always very, um, she blamed mom for everything, even for me skipping school and smoking weed, which like, I mean, I know it was a coping mechanism for me, but I still shouldn't have been doing it, you know? And it's like, also not your mother's fault. And it's not my mom's fault. Yeah. Like exactly. for her person to blame her for that. Yeah. That's not good practice. And again, I told my mom several times, I didn't trust this lady. I said, it doesn't feel right that she's blaming you for everything. Mm -hmm. And mom just kept going. She was just trying to be a dutiful wife. She's trying to fix the family. Mm -hmm. And, um, they ended up institutionalizing her. I remember that. And I, I remember it in the sense she's told me not that I was there. Yeah. Yeah. And they made it seem like I said that she should go. And they literally, oh God, I remember he, that. Zach asked me one day, do you think, this is how he phrased it, do you think your mom should go away? And she said, I said, 
uh, well, I don't know what that means. I was like, I think she like needs a vacation because nobody told me that these were the side effects of the drugs. I didn't know no. why. I you I, didn't I understand figured, at that time I what was happening. The physical side effects were what were going on, but I didn't. I had no idea that like the psychiatric stuff was from that. I didn't know. I thought she was just mad that she was sick. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, you don't know what you don't but know. It's like it's in the literature, but I didn't know. I was seventeen. I just didn't like know. You were to, still a child, right? So, um, I said, "Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't really know what that means, but she needs like a vacation or something. I don't yeah. know." And then they took that, and it was like it was. The they worst. rolled with it. Yeah, and then she got out of. She was there for two weeks. She was in TPI for two weeks, I think. And then they, and then Jack left when she came back. He left and went to live with his mother. He left all his shit. He came and got what he wanted and left most of his clothes. Then we had a fire in my house that summer. What? It burned down the entire third floor. It was, like, insane. And then senior year, we we got everything together. Mom got a lot better. She took herself off the interferon. Good. And, um... I joined the lacrosse team. I got really good grades. God, I could see you playing lacrosse. And I had, like, a killer year, and it was awesome. I made a lot of really good friends, and, you know, but that was hard because my friends the year before had already been preparing to go to college, so they all left, and then That's I was, right. like, having to go to community college, and that was fine, but I was, like, still living with mom, and she was still brokenhearted about Jack. And, yeah, of course. Um, she wore her wedding ring for four years because she – was just reeling you know yeah I mean it's definitely got to be hard yeah and so from that just it made me have a really good eye for mama's boys Mm. for men who present themselves to be really great in certain ways but really like won't show up for you yeah and it gave me a really really solid radar for which I think which I think is important yeah and I'm I mean you know, not that I'm, like, necessarily grateful for the experience, because, like, that's a little generous, but, like, I'm at least glad that it made me, again, choose people that I felt like wouldn't, when put to the test, would do the right thing. Would stand up. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right, so... Obviously, I love learning everything about you on your history, but let's dive a little bit deeper into your relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, But let's start with first, what do you think or feel makes a relationship work? And last, like the longevity of it, because you guys have been together for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, Hmm. You're like, good fucking question. Yeah, that's like one of those like, super simple question that it's like really hard to answer yeah but you have to i'm just kidding i think you just you well you have to like to do the same shit like that i think people really underestimate that yeah you know like having the same fundamental things in common yeah i can see that like you don't have to have all the hobbies be the same it's just right you should certainly have your own thing have your own thing but still enjoy like you guys go to concerts a lot. Right. You both really enjoy that. Yeah. If Dylan tried to drag me to a fucking concert, I'd be like, mm, I'm good. There's too many people. Yeah. Too many people. They're touching me. Yeah. They're touching me. <laughs> <laughs> Which we talked about. I, I really like do. I could get you to go. I would but... go. 
That's so fucked up to say. I'd be like, I'd like, go with you. It's like a one-time thing. It's a one-time. You better be pick. a very controlled environment. Controlled environment. Yeah. If there's VIP, I will pay to be in that so people don't touch me. For sure. Yeah, 100%. And That's by the way, I have felt this way about people touching me pre-COVID. Yes. <laughs> Pre-COVID. <laughs> now it's just enhanced. Yeah. No, it literally has made it amazing for me yeah not for everyone else i am very sad about all the rest of it sure, sure. of course right it's heartbreaking right. In certain aspects but sir i like the six feet rule yes get out of my face sir yeah you can smell my breath you're too close um i like that okay that i like makes sense. i like that i mean I you're like that. i like that too it's my answer right but, well i meant like i like that like get away from me sir because i don't really like people to be that close to me either. i don't in a concert like i expect it but like in a general like day to day i think if you took me to a concert and you set the expectation of like it's gonna be busy but yeah. we're gonna drink before we go right. i'd be game right but like also you're gonna have to have a talk of like i'm too old i can't be in a fight nicole let's right. not do this because we've had those conversations we have which is so right. hilarious and i'm like i've only hit one person once you're in a like, club why would i get in a fight why i remember you pulling me aside and you're like listen <laughs> i love you i will throw down for you but i am too old for this we cannot be doing this nicole and i was like what is happening you're like no fights. Yeah, keep yourself in line. And I, I was don't like, know what I was expecting. I think you've heard a lot of stories. It literally one story of me hitting a girl in the face for hitting my sister yeah. in the stomach for thinking she was someone else, and then I got right. picked up by a bodyguard. I have never felt so small right. <laughs> in my life. He literally like, picked me up by my shoulder, like here and just oh, wow. like right below my shoulders and picked me up and was like you're out of here and i was like sounds great it's my birthday I love it. and then we just went to another club it was wonderful <laughs> i don't care that bitch whatever and it was the same club i met dylan at i love it a couple years later but oh, so fucking funny well you know you did what you had to do i did i'm gonna protect my people absolutely fuck you bitches in the I'll bathroom talking shit remember that remember um so ryan is your husband yes how did y'all meet and when so we met for the first time when i came to visit um my friend monica in here in saint pete when i was still living in norfolk mm -hmm. it was her 30th birthday and we had a surprise party for her and he was djing oh, he ryan actually, the dj yeah he actually was of course, like good friends with them. He wasn't like a hired DJ. Yeah. Um, it was actually at Pia's, where the bar is now. It used to just be an open warehouse because Pia's only used to be um, this the Trattoria side, like, like where the, out, it's like the, the outdoor side. Yeah. And then where the kitchen is, part of the kitchen is, was like they had like a few little like bistro tables. I, like, I think they were like actually like bar tables i love like that tables. yeah i love what it is now i can yeah. only imagine how much fun it is it's crazy how much it's developed like they've done such good things with that but that was just like an empty area and we we did a surprise party there he um i was actually there my ex-boyfriend had come he came in the middle of the trip i'd been hanging with monica i came to visit her for the whole time was he your ex-boyfriend at the time no he well i'm sorry he was my boyfriend at the time okay i was just making sure i know he's your ex-boyfriend now obviously because she's I, married right right <laughs> but i met so i met ryan there my boyfriend mm -hmm. at the time 
Matt was with us, and Ryan was DJing, and I remember meeting Ryan, and Monica had always been like, you and Ryan would get along so well, like, you have so much in common, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And um, Monica's always been, like, very, like, subtly, like, hey. you guys would, like, really get along. Yeah. She's like, but hey, he girl. I had a girlfriend at the time mm-hmm. um, who was a really awesome, awesome girl, like, like wild, fun, yeah, great person. Mm-hmm. Apparently, not a very good girlfriend, though. I loved her as like an individual. Yeah, and but we also don't always see what's happening behind closed happening. doors. Exactly, and they weren't the best fit, and I wasn't the best fit with my boyfriend at the time. My my boyfriend Matt and I met. He was like my manager, and not uh, power. He was right. <laughs> he was so fun. He was such a cool dude, and like. He's a person that I just still love today. Like he, God, like you and your exes, I swear. I know, but like, <laughs> like he, I really loved him though. He was a really, but he and I didn't have anything fundamentally in common. It was like ah, we were into the same music, but he really, yeah, no, not at all. But he loved to party. Okay, so we would just party. He was like like a frat boy kind of like we know those type dude, but he was like. Very warm, super gentlemanly, like, just a, he was a good dude. He had a good family. His parents were awesome. His brother was super cool. Like, I miss them, actually. Like, his his sister-in-law was great. Like, they were just great people. And, um, but again, like, I just, I knew, I was like, this isn't, this can't work. Yeah, like, long term. Yeah, like. Even though you guys had been dating for. Yeah, we were together for two years. And. Okay. um, I thought it was longer than that. Well, I mean, well, because you're probably thinking of Ben. Oh, shit. Yeah, so this is before that. So oh, my God, long, I am thinking of Ben. So this is how long Ryan and I had known each other at that Holy point. crap. So Ryan had started dating Jen. I had been with Matt. I was about to break up with Matt. So we had okay. been together about two years. Oh, my God. And he started dating Jen. He was with Jen for about five years okay i ended up dating ben like on the heels of dating matt because that's just like i'm a serial monogamist and that's also part of my trauma response all of my friends are the next one all of my friends yeah Yeah. all of you bitches we we really are and i've always wished that i had the opportunity to be single and you still have time i'm just kidding yeah right it's (laughs) never gonna happen you and ryan are meant to be together i already know your pack right I think it did help that we were long distance for a little bit. Yeah. But because I could just kind of like be alone, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, everyone, I hope that you enjoyed today's episode and we'll tune in next week. You can find the Part Time Wife podcast with Nicole wherever you get your favorite podcast every Tuesday. And you can also follow us on Instagram and TikTok, the part underscore time wife to get updates about when new episodes are airing and any bonus material that you can find on Patreon whenever it's going to be released. Um, Patreon was created for our supporters to support the show and also get some exclusive bonus material, um, including the video portion of this podcast, as well as extra little bonuses um, throughout the month. You can find that at Patreon or on Patreon um, for the part-time wife. Uh, You can also support our show by subscribing and rating our podcast on Apple Podcasts so that we can move up on in the charts. And you can also share with your friends and let us know that you loved our podcast. 
Um, Thank you for listening. And remember, my dear listener, you deserve all of the happiness. Bye.